Thank you everyone for joining me once again. This is Emmanuel, the host of Your Story, with an amazing guest who I've been trying to get forever, and everything is just lined up today for a perfect day. And I and I know I don't hope I know it's gonna be a very very good interview. And before we start, I want him to pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe. We thank you so much for Messiah, our salvation, for Yeshua, and for this family, this righteous family that extends far beyond our natural family and goes all around the world. And I thank you for times like this, that we get to come together and glorify your name as unified people, just like we did in the early days in the book of Acts, that we just simply come together and glorify your name and have a little fun and uh, share our story. We thank you in the name of Yeshua HaNatsri, Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Mm. And we, this is a chance for maybe for y'all to go behind the curtain and get to know, to, to know who he is. And as a good story starts from the beginning. So where, where are you from? You know, I was uh, born and raised uh, in Salem, Oregon, on the west coast of the States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very beautiful there. You know, there's uh, yes. lush, uh, you know, forests, there's waterfalls, mm-hmm. there's... We grew up, there was pears in the backyard, and before we moved here, we had 100 chickens, and we grew uh, figs the size of pears, wow. and just vegetation readily. If you could, you know, every hiking trip, you would be full by the time mm-hmm. you were done with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful place, and uh, the Lord uh, moved me for ministry to Colorado Springs, of course, that's the short version, Yes, but yes. specifically to serve his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, he hadn't spoken to me a lot before was specific mm-hmm. about his kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know about serving, you know, the church or serving the synagogue, serving yeah. serving elders in our community and, mm-hmm. and serving the the needy and the poor and the mm-hmm. and the foreigner and the and the hungry and and but to serve the kingdom was kind of a new concept to me. Yes. So I almost had to relearn this mm-hmm. this personal ministry that the father had given me. That was awesome. And that was about five and a half years ago, actually. Okay. A little less than five and a half years ago. Yeah. We had moved to Colorado Springs, Colorado. Well, before we get to the move, so that is the bait. He's gonna move, but we don't yeah. know when. So let's go back. So you grew up in Salem Salem, Oregon. I know they just had fires and a lot of people oh, are displaced. Yeah. And before we move, let's just pray for them that the people who are displaced, everything that happened, that just God is Yeshua, is there yeah. with them. I know that a lot of people there, I mean, a lot of people are back in their homes. Okay, awesome. Uh, but many people had no homes to go back to. Mm. And so even aside from the, the regular COVID madness, mm-hmm. you know, I think that um, maybe just a, even a word of encouragement yeah. uh, could be good. So. Yeah. Avina Machenu, Abba Father, our Father, our King. We pray for these people in the West Coast, all the way up and down the West Coast. We have seen people displaced. Of course, many are back now in their homes, but many didn't have homes to come back to. Many didn't have jobs, or or we lost uh, many, many animal life and farm life. Many people didn't have crops and, and animals to come back to. Mm-hmm. But Father, you are the foundation, and we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. We think of that no matter the turmoil, no matter uh, the depression, the darkness and anxiety that can come from these kinds of events like we've had in uh, 2020 in the Gregorian calendar, that you have been the solid rock, the solid foundation in which we can build on. Mm -hmm. But I pray that those individuals that have lost even loved ones or even, 
you know, they lost uh, lives of people very close to them, that they uh, continue to find you as their rock, as their rock, their foundation, but also to walk in their purpose in the kingdom of God. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So, you grew up in Salem, beautiful area. Yeah, yeah. When does Holy Spirit or Yeshua become real to you? You know, it's interesting. You know, both my parents are Jewish, of Jewish descent. Okay. Um, one from uh, European, Ashkenaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from the Sephard, which is the Spanish, French, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Even um, some of my bloodline on my mother's side would be uh, Tunisia and Nigeria. Mm. So I, my, I did a DNA test. I came back part African, which mm-hmm. is why people are going to have a hard time mm-hmm. uh, seeing who is who, who's yeah. from Kenya <laughs> and who's not. People are going to have a hard time because we look so similar. But, yes. you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> but there's a, uh, we're all family, you know, that's yes. a wonderful thing. Yes, you know, when um, I was, I think, five, six years old, mm-hmm. I had a friend at school say, hey, would you like to come to my church this weekend? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's that? I don't know what that is. And so I went and I fell in love with this God, this unseen God. It was very strange to me, right? Mm-hmm. I had my little action figures that I could, you know, my movies and stuff. And I had my father and they said, you have a heavenly father. And I go, where? Where is he? Well, he's sitting on a throne. Oh, what's that? Like a big chair. So whenever my dad was saying I'm sitting on the throne, he was in the bathroom. And I said, so so what does this mean, this spiritual God? You leave me alone, I'm on the throne. And I go, what is this? I don't understand, but but I want to know more. Yes. So I ended up getting a Bible from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I still have it, actually, Thank after God all these years. They got for grandmas. Many of us have, yes. have faith in the Lord because of uh, our life today, because of the prayers of our yes. of our ancestors, yes. our matriarchs as well. So, you know, I started reading the whole Bible. I think I read the whole Bible when I was maybe six or seven, somewhere around there. And this is just a hunger that you've been driven to just do this. Absolutely. I, I, I just felt this in me mm-hmm. that... I was connected to it. Like, I was part of the story, mm-hmm. you know. And when you asked me, you know, what is your story? My story is God's story. My story is a God creator who who has a covenant with his people. We keep faltering, and, mm-hmm. and he comes down in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the word made flesh to live amongst us so we can have a better example. Yes. You know, because we're just so frail. We need a better example. And, yes. and I saw this, and I go, I need to know more. Now, I didn't know how long ago the Bible was. I Mm -hmm. thought, man, this must have been at least 100 years ago. You know, I thought it was pretty old. (laughs) And then um, as I learned more, I I wanted to study more. Now, this was a Baptist church, Southern Baptist. I mean, necktie, Mm -hmm. fried chicken, the cobbler, all the stuff that I still fall in love with today. Um, But I ended up after many years going to a a church a little closer to where I lived, and it was a free Methodist church. And and, and Methodism in Christianity is is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I did several missions trips, ministerial training when I was very young. By 14, I did my first sermon. So even at a very young age, I was 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 really pursuing the Lord. My sermon was actually, it's very interesting, it's going to be very similar to what I'm going to be preaching on this Sunday at the Hanukkah party here at the synagogue. Oh, awesome. And it's about how to be a light to the world. Mm. And my whole sermon was, I talked a lot about in the book of James, but I I, um, really focused on... that light of God mm-hmm. not sticking with us, mm-hmm. but bouncing off of us yes. to be an example to the world of who the Messiah is awesome. and who this love of God is. So, uh, you know, same thing mm-hmm. I did, uh, you know, yeah. so many years ago. I'll be doing this Sunday. So you have this hunger. You're reading through the Bible because I grew up in a Christian home as well. Mm-hmm. And when you are young, you love God. And then as you get into your teen years, things begin to happen. How, for me... 
I went astray a little bit. How was that for you? You know, I actually, I, I made a lot of mistakes, I'll be honest. I, I, I went pretty prodigal, as yeah. we would say. Um, I, after a couple missions trips and uh, some time at a couple different universities, you know, when I, was, when I turned 18, I saw a lot of turmoil. It was in my own family, mm -hmm. uh, turmoil in my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I had lost a, a close friend of mine. Yes. Um, I was dating a girl, and then after we broke up, the Lord told me to speak to her, and I refused. That's the night she took her life. Mm. And I really put that on me, on my shoulders. It's, yeah. it, the blood is on my hands kind mm. of thing. And um, there is a responsibility, you know, yeah. that to speak the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, but we can't hold ourselves accountable for others' decisions like that, you know. Yeah. Um, now, I ended up actually moving into the apartment of my friend who passed away. And after the yeah. funeral is when I got drunk. It's when I got stoned. It's when I made a lot of bad decisions. And yeah. I ended up just saying, God, I don't want to follow you anymore. You know, I want to see what the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. And within a couple of years, I mean, I had my own restaurant. I was winning awards for my cooking. Mm -hmm. um, I had my artwork shown all over the place. I uh, had really nice clothes. I had a 2,500-square-foot apartment wow. downtown in Oregon. And um, I was on the, on the newspaper. My, my, uh, I was in a band, and we were traveling and playing. So my wow. music, my cooking, my band, everything that was mm -hmm. like like of me, that my artistic ability, mm -hmm. instead of giving glory to God, I was giving glory to myself for my yeah. skills and talents the Father had gifted me with. Mm -hmm. And I'm a charismatic person, so yeah. it's easy for me to share a lot of passion. But yeah. but I did this to glorify myself, to build myself up, yeah. and and that's an arrogance. I would say my pride and arrogance was my was my worst addiction. Mm. Over all of the drugs, over over the alcohol abuse, wow. you know, I the father ended up taking away everything. Mm -hmm. One night, we uh, got evicted from the apartment because of a roommate. Now I moved in the basement. Of of the uh, cafe restaurant I was mm -hmm. I was uh, managing called the Sip. If you're in Salem, Oregon, you remember the Sip with our boba tea and music in the basement. Mm -hmm. And a flood came down an old elevator uh, shaft just a couple weeks later, ruined my thousands of dollars, my artwork, my musical equipment, my expensive guitars from the 1970s, my collector's items, my my poetry, my songs. These things that I had built up to glorify myself, the Lord washed away in one evening. Now, right after that, the city tows my truck. Right after that, my investor flies in from Germany and says, Michael, something happened with my family. I needed to pull the money out. I've already talked to the landlord. I'm so sorry. I have to close the business. I can't even sell it to you to, to raise it up, but you got eight days. So you don't understand the last of my things are here. Within 30 days, I went from some big, arrogant hotshot to a homeless drug addict on the streets. Now, after about a year and a half of doing that, I decided I wanted to take my life. Mm. I decided I wanted to give my life to the Lord and not in the way that we would say today. So uh, there was a time where I actually ran into a youth pastor. Okay. And uh, he said, Mike, you look like crap. He saw me on the streets and I said, thanks, buddy. Mm -hmm. He said, why don't you come to a Bible study tonight? I said, listen, man, I know the Bible better than you. I know the histories of the Bible better than you. Mm -hmm. I know more than you could ever teach. Mm-hmm. Right? I was very arrogant. I was 21 <laughs> years old. You know, you're very arrogant still at 21. Yes. I said, I'm not playing this game. I would not serve a God mm -hmm. who would take my loved ones away from me mm -hmm. and who would treat me like that. I serve my, my life for God, and he takes it all away. Mm -hmm. And he says, listen, we're going to have dinner. And my stomach's like, wherever. I said, I'll be there, buddy. I'll be there. You tell me where to be. Yes. And uh, so I'm there, and he realizes that I... Uh, I don't have a place to go. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I think he saw me when I was pulling the pizza crust mm -hmm. out of the trash can and putting it in my pockets because that would be my lunch the next day. Wow. And he says, you're staying here tonight. No, I'm not, you know. And then I end up, um, mm -hmm. I stay there and uh, eventually I stay in the, I, I, I end up staying in, this, in his church, mm -hmm. little Nazarene church in Oregon. And mm -hmm. I just, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to die, you know, I wanted to just give it up. Mm -hmm. So I ended up. Uh, grabbing a Bible. This church was so poor, all the Bibles were the Gideon Bibles. You know the ones that everyone steals? The ones in the hotels? <clears throat> so um, I put it on my chest. And I laid in the attic of this church, a diseased, mm -hmm. diabetes, just completely diseased. And, uh, I laid there and I said, God, I know you're there. You've been speaking to me. I know I've not been following you, but I give you my life. Mm -hmm. And I said, it is finished. And I exhaled. Okay, okay I, I, it's finished. <sighs> I'm just ready to go. God, take my spirit. I try three times, and I say, God, I'm trying. Oh, yeah. And he goes, only the Son of Man has the ability to give up his own spirit like mm -hmm. that. And I went, oh, I guess that's how that works. And I said, but God, I'm trying to give you my life. Yeah. I'm trying to give it up. I don't want it. And he says, fine, I'll take it. You will now serve me and serve my serve my works. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that my mother had a couple miscarriages before me. I was a firstborn son. People told her she couldn't give birth. I was proclaimed to be dead a couple times in the womb. My mother doesn't, she's not a very religious woman, but she prayed. And she said, God, if this baby survives, he's yours. I was born the first thing she did was take me to the nearest church and, and have me blessed and anointed. And she said, this baby belongs to God. Now, my mother figured this out very early in my life. It took me about 21 years <laughs> to figure out that my life didn't belong to me. Mm -mm. It belongs to God. And the moment I realized that, I started cleaning up. Miracles started happening. Mm -hmm. I started working with the Salem House of Prayer, which is the International House of Prayer Extension in Oregon, awesome. where I met my beautiful wife, Maria, mm -hmm. from, from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And i um, so happy about that. Yeah. And started uh, serving in the Nazarene Church. Mm -hmm. And three years later, I was the associate pastor mm -hmm. of the Nazarene Church that I used to sleep at. Oh, wow. That's awesome. God is so good. And I just got on fire for the Lord. Of course, mm -hmm. I... I really wanted to teach the Bible and its truth, and I found that a lot of modern Christianity really isn't anything like biblical, the biblical faith. And so I saw this hole, and I said, you know, as a Jewish man, mm -hmm. how do I live this out? And I had many yes. conversations over many years, and mm -hmm. I started seeping into the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith mm -hmm. and realizing that if I say I live at, for Jesus— 1 John 2, 6 says, if you say with your mouth that you abide with God and he abides with you, yeah. then you ought walk just as Christ walked. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down everything in my life, the holidays I do, the way I eat, the way I dress, the way I teach, the way, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And then everything that Jesus did. And I realized I wasn't following Jesus. Mm. I was following the doctrines of man mm -hmm. that have been perpetuated mm -hmm. over the last two millennia. Yes. That if Jesus walked into my life, he may not recognize me as a follower. Mm -hmm. That if Jesus walked into my church at the time, he may think he may have no idea. We were, we were meeting not even on the Sabbath. We were meeting on Sunday. He'll walk in and say, I am the Jewish Messiah. Come for my people. Whoa! Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I have no idea what this is. He wouldn't recognize communion. It's not a Jewish thing. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't recognize Sunday worship. He wouldn't rec- recognize mm-hmm. how the people look. He, he would see people eating ham sandwich, and he would say, these are my people. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it's not about you have to do these things, but I realized I should. I proclaim with my mouth that I follow God. I really should live as Jesus lived. That doesn't mean you have to convert to Judaism and you know do these different things, but live as he lived in these ancient biblical ways. So as I studied and started teaching these more in the church, it didn't jive with that doctrine too much. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble after maybe a year or so. Of course, of course. We, you know, I got married to my wife, and I said, let's take a little sabbatical. Yeah. I eventually found a Hebrew Roots Fellowship in, in Oregon, and I ended up just being amazed. They're speaking in Hebrew. Everything's kosher. Mm-hmm. They're following. My first day was the first day of Hanukkah. Oh, which is just in a few days yeah. here. And I mean, some, depending on when people watch the video, of course, mm-hmm. but it's a Thursday night. We'll be lighting the first Hanukkah candles. Mm-hmm. So Hanukkah means a lot to me. It means yeah. being a light to the world and, and knowing that the light source really is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And it is for the purpose of glorifying God. Mm-hmm. So now I serve at this congregation, yeah. eventually start teaching after a while, eventually become ordained as a Hebraic yeah. Roots minister. and. And after several years there, I, yeah. I'm on Hebrew Nation Radio. We have a radio show. Awesome. We have tens of thousands of listeners, and it's yeah. growing exponentially. And everything's going great, and we have big festivals with, yeah. with hundreds and hundreds of people. And the Lord says, move. I, I, it's inconvenient. It's wrong. I'm serving you. Everything's going great. <laughs> he goes, you will serve my kingdom. By September 15, 2015, mm-hmm. you will move to Colorado Springs, Colorado. When is this? How much time do you have? Like a month and a half. <laughs> I go... I've never been there. I, how, do, how do I get a, a job there? Where will I live? Will my wife even come with me? Yeah. <laughs> my, me and my wife sold almost everything we owned. Mm-hmm. We packed up. We moved to Colorado Springs. And we've been serving God here with a sevenfold mission that he's given us. Yes. And we've been serving the Lord to unify the Messianic community, mm-hmm. to bring the first two-thirds of the book mm-hmm. back to the church, mm-hmm. and to bring Messiah to the Jewish people. That's awesome. And there's a lot of things going on, yeah. and all of this has been preparing us for times just like for such yes. a time as this. In yes. 2020, Yes. some people said, we're going to have a clear vision 2020, uh-huh. and many people feel like it was just two black eyes, you know, <laughs> for, for 2020. Like, ah, this is 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're in a very interesting time where... Our entire lives have brought us to this, mm-hmm. and this is just yeah. the beginning. So, when you remember when we've talked before, you said that when he told you to move here, you had five, is it five plans or five steps, five things you had to accomplish? Five main things and then two yeah. overarching things. And you've things. done one. I've done... <laughs> In the process of doing one. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I've, done a, I've done all of them. Oh, you have? Okay. So, but I haven't done any of them. And that's the way Judaism and God works. <laughs> so what I found is that, for example, I was told uh, by the Father to unify the Messianic community. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know until I got here the Messianic Jewish community is so disbanded and, and the infighting and the arguments. And there's, there's so many different congregations in just one town. Mm-hmm. And I said, what am I going to do? So I started visiting other congregations and meeting with people. And then uh, I said, Lord, I need some kind of platform. Now, I don't need power and authority, but some kind of platform if you want me to unify. I'm called to a meeting, the Southern Colorado Messianic Union meeting. Okay. I show up and the, excuse me, oh, cut that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, a, a leader there, he's the guy who's been in this community for decades. Mm-hmm. 
And one day he comes back after me. He goes, goes, Mike, Michael, you're now the head of this thing. You're now leading the Messianic Union in Southern Colorado of all the communities here. And I said, wow. All right, well, I'm going to go home. I'll pray about it. I'll think about it. He goes, yeah, you pray about it. But I'm not giving you, it's not a question. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's voluntold is, is a military term. <laughs> yes. So uh, what do I do? I'm the new guy. Nobody respects me. I'm young. You know, I would think I was 31 at the time. Now I'm 33. I go, who, who respects a 31, 30? Yeah. Every time somebody tells me I'm too young to teach mm-hmm. or I'm too young to serve or I'm too young to be in a position of authority, I say, man, I'm the same age as the Messiah. I wonder how many people told him he was too young for that too. You know, there's a lot of scripture about yes. young people in ministry. And that Timothy had the same issue, and Paul was encouraging him. Exactly. Right? Paul's telling him, don't let people get you down for, mm-hmm. for your youth. Just stick with it. And, and, mm-hmm. and then he said, go, go drink some wine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know if that helped him get over the problems, but it helps me. So, <laughs> not too much, not too much. Yeah. Just a little wine. Uh, and so in that position, but... And some things have been unified. We've done Feast of Tabernacles, awesome. uh, you know, Shavuot, Pentecost. We've done yeah. some, uh, several celebrations over the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. the community's still not as yeah. unified. Mm-hmm. But after, so it's a part. Yes. What I'm realizing is I'm supposed to do something on a certain level, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to help find other people in ministry to help and bring it to the next level and the yes. next level. Mm-hmm. The Father's given me so many visions for unification in the body. And he let me remember Mm -hmm. that the Christian community Mm -hmm. is a branch of Messianic Judaism. It is. Today's Christianity really isn't that old. It Mm -hmm. comes from Martin Luther. Where did that... And that came from Catholicism, which started around the 300s. What was before that first 300 years after after Christ ascended was a basically Messianic Judaism. Mm -hmm. They were living very, very Jewish lives, very similar to the way I live today. Mm -hmm. But we see these branches, Mm -hmm. and it makes a beautiful olive tree. So at first we were the fig tree, Mm -hmm. which the fig tree, being under the fig tree, Mm -hmm. means to study the Word of God. Yes. And then there was a congregation named um, Sha'aret Tzion, which means Mm -hmm. the gates to Zion. Mm -hmm. And they were around for 12 years, and we were around just for a year and a half, and we merged and made the olive tree. Awesome. Now, a couple years go by, and now we're here in Cornerstone Calvary Church on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. You know, some people said, hey, I thought you guys were doing okay financially. Why'd you move into a church? You had your own building for, well, for over a decade. And I said, because the next step in maturity for the messianic movement is to realize that the Christians are part of us. And yes. the next part of the movement for the Christian church mm-hmm. is to realize that they are essentially at the very root a Jewish people. Yes. And I said, and, we, and they serve a Jewish Messiah. Mm-hmm. I said, but when we come together, we destroy the gap mm-hmm. that has been made by mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. over the last 1,700 years. Yes. We bring, Jesus says, I come not before to regather the lost sheep of Israel. Mm-hmm. He does this. Mm-hmm. He leaves and we do this. Yes. So when he got, says, unify the Messianic community, the mm-hmm. Mishichim, mm-hmm. that also includes the Christianos, the Christians. Okay. So now we are serving the Lord together. We are synagogue on Saturday, church on Sunday. We're, mm-hmm. a, we're a church of God. I don't know what you call it. Sin of church <laughs> does, doesn't sound right. Yeah. Sin of church sounds like you get sit upon yes. or do yes. something inappropriate. So, so we serve the Lord here together. <laughs> That's awesome. And so every mission the Lord has given me mm-hmm. um, has I accomplish, mm-hmm. and it's the same mission, 
but bigger. Mm. And then I accomplish with others. Mm -hmm. And then eventually my prayer is to raise up people mm. to continue accomplishing the missions yeah. that the Lord has given me mm -hmm. years and years That's after awesome. I'm gone. So that is the ministry route that God has completely blessed you with. But what about, because you're a businessman as well. So how, just tell us a little bit more about your businesses and things of that nature. You know, Jews are pretty good at business to begin with. But, That's what I heard. But, but I, I love business and I love biblical business. Okay. Um, right now, one of the things we're doing is we're creating the very first messianic education system for the country of Pakistan. Oh, wow. It's a Muslim-run country. Okay. The Taliban has a big hold on the people in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And one of the courses in this will be biblical business. Many people raised in Islam don't really understand biblical business. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of wonderful Muslims. I just had a conversation with one earlier today and, and, a, and a couple conversations yesterday. There's a lot of wonderful Muslims out there. But to understand biblical business means to love thy neighbor as thyself. True. It seems simple. But it's so much more. And when we do biblical business, and that includes uh, what doing what the Bible says and not being open for business on the mm -hmm. Sabbath yeah. and on the high holidays, holidays, uh, holy days, <laughs> a lot of people, they will actually say, well, Friday night and Saturday, that's the big business day. I make the most money that day. Yeah. 96% of businesses in America mm -hmm. go out of business in the first five years. I think this is part because of poor marketing, mm -hmm. part because of hiring the wrong people, yes. part because of just uh, not getting out there and advertising, part mm -hmm. because of not making things simple for people. Mm -hmm. But I think a big part is it's the Lord saying, I didn't bless this business because you didn't bless me mm -hmm. with business. Amen. I've got people, friends I'm speaking really? to. And you didn't bless me. Let's stay on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expound on that. So... We, the word blessing is a very interesting word. Yes. You know, somebody sneezes and we say, Bless you. Okay, why? That's an American thing. I'm not American. <laughs> so I, I have no idea. Well, uh, <laughs> it actually goes back to an old superstition yes. where people believed that if they sneezed, their spirit was trying to exit their body. Oh. And if you said, Bless you, then it would come back into their body. Okay. It's an old pagan superstition. Okay. But when you, even when you say, you know, God bless you. Go on your way. Mm -hmm. In Hebrew, the word bless is baruch. Mm -hmm. And baruch, it's, um, it actually means to bend your knees and bow. Mm -hmm. So when God, uh, so when we, when we bless God, mm -hmm. we are actually bending our knees. And even in the Jewish prayers, we say baruch atah, you know, baruch atah Adonai. We, we kind of bend our knees and bow. We, so we're physically doing what it says. The mm -hmm. word um, uh, for praise in Hebrew is yada. And it means to lift your hands. Mm -hmm. So when we praise the Father, we lift our hands. It's very yes. simple. We just do what we say we're doing. It's, yes. it's not that hard. But mm -hmm. with the Baruch, it means I bend my knees. I bend my will to you. Ah, I got you. So when I become a blessing to God, yeah. when my business blesses, blesses God, my congregation, when my life, mm -hmm. when even in, in what I eat and drink blesses God, yeah. it means I bend my will to your will, God. May your will be done, not mine. Now, when I say, may God bless you, what am I saying? May you, wait, God bless you, so you bend your knees to God. Or wait, God bends your knees to you. Is that what? I'm saying, may God bend his will towards yours. To oh, yours. got you. And that is obviously, we got to pervert it. It's insane to say that. Yes. To say, God bless you is insane. Mm -hmm. But what did he do? He came down in the flesh. He got on his knees. This mm -hmm. gives me the shivers every time I talk about it. He got on his knees, mm -hmm. and he takes off his robe, and he washes the feet of his disciples. Mm -hmm. 
We serve a God. It, it's it's crazy for us to think that God would ever bend to us, mm-hmm. but he chose to. Yes. And that should give us even more motivation to mm-hmm. serve him through serving each other. Mm-hmm. When we do the simple acts of kindness for a brother, mm-hmm. we truly serve God. Amen. That is awesome. And we can do that in business. Yes. Every day. Because when you're bending your knees to your business... Um, your, your business is yeah. bending yeah. its needs to God. It's doing what God wants it to do. And it's a vulnerable position. Yes. You know, yeah. um, when, when we choose, when I choose not to do business stuff on the Holy Sabbath, yeah. Friday sundown to Sunday sundown, mm-hmm. and the high festivals, yeah. um, I'm losing money. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, what if a bigger blessing comes, mm-hmm. even though? Like in the Jewish traditions, on this before the sixth day, on the sixth day, they had twice as much for food for the seventh. So they, the manna, yeah. Yeah. So even everything, even on the, the seventh year, when every, the land was at rest, they, their harvest was more than enough to take care for the whole year, and the land could rest. You so, got it. And God, so God does always take care of us. You know, it's interesting. You know, the southern tribes of Israel uh, before the times of Yeshua, Jesus. Uh, in the flesh, you know, we were captive under Babel, the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were captive in, in uh, the Babylonians in the south and the Assyrians in the north, the ten mm-hmm. tribes and the three tribes in the bottom. Yeah. And the reason why, the Lord tells us why. He says, you have not, if you don't let the land rest mm-hmm. and you don't observe the Sabbath, I'm going to take you from the land just so the land could have rest. And that's what he did. And he did that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, why were we taken from Israel? Why were my people exiled? You know, the Jews are still in some form of an exile. I can't be a citizen of Israel. They won't allow it because I believe in Jesus, Mm. because I believe in Yeshua. Mm. You know, there are are people that believe in Yeshua there, but there's different things they have to do. Yeah. And so we're still in the diaspora, an exile amongst the world, even believers. Mm -hmm. All all either, would I say, natural-born Israel or grafted in Israel. It's Mm -hmm. the same people. Yes. uh, Paul, Ralph Shaul, Paul, mm-hmm. he says, if you belong unto Christ, you become unto Abraham's seeds and heirs to the promises, and heirs to the covenants. So that means that mm-hmm. you're no longer a Gentile. And mm-hmm. Paul even says you're no longer a Gentile. Yes. You're now Israel. Jesus mm-hmm. said you were grafted into the olive tree. You're the grapevine. There's this beautiful picture there of adoption. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. It, the, the gospel is a story of adoption mm-hmm. yes, it at is. its core. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that our physical inheritance, our spiritual mm-hmm. inheritance is heaven, mm-hmm. but our spiritual inheritance <laughs> is actually the land of Israel, Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Now picture mm-hmm. if all believers mm-hmm. in the God of Israel lived in Israel. Yes. We, it would be, be massive. I know. It would be huge. <laughs> it would be all of the land that was promised to Abraham. Ah, True. All the way down to the tip of Saudi Arabia. That is true. Up to the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. It, it, the east and, and, and the west, I mean, all of that would be our land, our people. Yes, that and, is true. And that's the way I believe it will be for a thousand years when Messiah comes. The millennium reign. Yep. Before we wrap up here, a couple of things. Uh, and thank you for those who are watching online. And I pray that what he's sharing with you is just blessing you right now. Uh, Amen. So you're a businessman. You're... Ravi? Rav. Rav. Yep, Rav. And that you're learning, you're studying to become or training to become a rabbi, right? That's correct, yeah. Um, in today's terms, mm-hmm. it's rabbi and then Rav. Mm-hmm. But many uh, a very long time ago, a Rav was actually under a rabbi. Okay. Um, so right now, it's, it's, kind of cra- it's kind of weird, these terms, you know, okay. of um, more okay. a teacher. Okay. And then we have... Um, 
in today's terms, we have rabbi, okay. who who leads the congregation, but but is a is the spiritual teacher, mm-hmm. and then the rav teaches very deep spiritual things mm-hmm. and can tell people um, how to live their specific lives and spirituality, more counseling, more things mm-hmm. like that. But the reason why I'm approved for the title Rav mm-hmm. is because in ancient times it used to be under rabbi. So that's kind of what I'm going. And, and okay. three different times in Yiddish and Hebrew, it's yeah, Aramaic is different terms, but basically different levels of just a teacher, mm-hmm. a, a t- teacher of the Torah okay. of, of the, uh, and the Tanakh, so the whole Old Testament, and for mm-hmm. us the New Testament as well. Yeah. And then a teacher of deep spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And then you have stuff like uh, Rebbe and mm-hmm. Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu is our rabbi. So like the rabbi of the world. And, and in traditional Judaism, there's only one Rabbeinu in every generation. Mm-hmm. You know, and we don't have one right now. So it, the only Rabbeinu we really have is Yeshua, Jesus. Yes. Because we even call him Master Yeshua. Mm-hmm. Adunenu Yeshua. It, yeah. It's our master. Uh, mm-hmm. Rabbeinu is our rabbi. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter what tile, title I can reach in my life. Mm-hmm. And i barely figuring things out in any ways. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeshua is the highest rabbi. And awesome. he always will be. You know, all that being said, mm-hmm. uh, I want to encourage people this Sunday. Yeah. I want to encourage people with my testimony and my mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And like I said, my story mm-hmm. is God's story. Amen. My story is the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. My story is an adoption story. Mm-hmm. I am adopted by God. Even Amen. though I was prodigal mm-hmm. and I sinned mm-hmm. and I and I lied and mm-hmm. I stole and mm-hmm. I cheated, I was the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. God pulled me out of the rut and mm-hmm. he brought me into his kingdom so that I may serve him. Mm-hmm. And I still make mistakes today. Yes. I still do things wrong, but the Lord, uh, he renews me every morning. Mm -hmm. And I look back at my past and I say, Mm -hmm. that's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. I am a new creation. Yeah. And I want to be a new man and serve God with my entire life. And that's what we're building here in Colorado Springs. We're also calling other people to join us in ministry. Yes. There's people all around the world that have been called to ministry. Mm -hmm. The uh, first Kings and Ephesians 12 gives us five positions. Yes. Kings. Oh, excuse me, not kings. Uh, We're not kings. He's the kings. Um, yeah, yeah, you got it. So um, some are called to be teachers, preachers, uh, apostles, prophets, mm-hmm. and evangelists. And mm-hmm. some say ambassadors, apostles, the same guy, same yeah. position. Awesome. Three positions are in the body, two positions yeah. are out. Mm-hmm. And if you are called to serve the God of Israel mm-hmm. and you are called to, uh, if you have a hunger for the Hebrew language, the, mm-hmm. the culture of Jesus, if you want to live as Jesus lived and keep the Shabbat, mm-hmm. I, I, I have an invitation for everybody watching mm-hmm. to come and be a part of our congregation so we get to know you. Mm-hmm. We have a discipleship program launching mm-hmm. in January, okay. and then we'll launch it in uh, mm-hmm. in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. uh, we're going to launch it all around the world. That's awesome. Um, we do bar and bat mitzvahs here, mm-hmm. and we raise people up into serve ministry yeah. because it's not time to quit in 2020. No, it's not. Especially not next year. No. It's, it's time, time to step up. Yes, it is. So thank you, by the way, for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for the live audience for staying with us and listening to us. And... Oh. oh my we camera have a live got... audience today. <laughs> <laughs> my camera got distracted me. <laughs> but thank you, by the way, for doing this. And before we wrap up, just pray to kind of... Uh, I, I, can, would you like to yes. close in prayer? Yes, yeah. I would. I would thank be, you. It, would be, it would honor me. Thank you. So thank you, Father, for this time that we've had to spend together. And thank you, Father, for the words that he spoke. And I pray, Father, that as he spoke, your anointing went into the people who are listening and that it, the seeds of the words that he spoke deposited in all their hearts and that the fruits began to will begin to grow 
And when they come on Sunday here, Father, I pray that they'll be blessed by the message, they'll be blessed by the whole festive fest festivities. And I pray, Father, that you will be ma manifested here on, on Sunday night, that everybody will walk away having an encounter with you, and they will know that we don't serve a dead God, but we serve a living God Amen. who impacts Amen. us every single day. And I just thank you for his story that he, as it goes through all, all the platforms that's going through now, you bless people not just today, but for the rest of the days that YouTube allows us to have the footage on there. And I just thank you for your faithfulness, for connecting us, for uh, giving us the chance to do this again and doing even better than before. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, brother. This is Emmanuel. So remember, we all have a story. What's your story? Goodbye. Hey, you made it till the end. Thank you for tuning in and watching this amazing interview. If you want to get a hold of Emmanuel, you can do so on social media. There's also a blog where you can read some of his writings. God bless you. And remember, everybody has a story. What's your story?